Hello. Thank you so much for joining me today for Give Him 15. The title of today's post is Weary Yet Pursuing. This is our first post since YouTube suspended us for a week. At times we post services or meetings where I'm a guest. We shared one a week ago that YouTube didn't like and censored us. It's good to be back. I've been asked by my team to request those of you who do not follow us on Facebook or have not yet subscribed to our email list to please do one or the other. You can easily subscribe to our emails by going to my website, dutchsheets.org. In a letter and on Facebook, we gave explanations regarding what was happening and the reposts we would be releasing for the next several days this past week. If you do subscribe to our email list, you'll receive our emails and explanations such as this and any other important information we need to send. This is our first line of communication that cannot be censored. Note also that we are now on all podcast platforms such as Spotify, Apple Music, etc. We have also told you I would be releasing a full-length teaching today regarding what I believe Holy Spirit is currently saying to America. This is such an important time. However, due to Hurricane Ian, which devastated Florida early Thursday morning, and is now circling back into our area. We've been busy battening down the hatches and preparing in other ways. Because of this, I will not be able to record and release this teaching until early next week. I apologize for the delay, but this is obviously out of our control. God has certainly used the downtime from writing and recording new posts to involve us in other strategic gatherings. Over the last five days, I have spoken and been involved in four important prayer events in four different states. I feel like Gideon's army of 300 pursuing their enemies in the book of Judges. It was said of them that they were weary yet pursuing. As you know, we are living in incredibly strategic times. The powers of darkness have pulled out all the stops in attempting to maintain their hold on America and influence the earth. Faced with crises around the world, ethical and moral decay here in America, exacerbated by an inept and ungodly government, we find ourselves in perilous times. Business as usual is certainly no longer an option. In his publication, The American Crisis, Thomas Paine said, these are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. 
but he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny, like hell, is not easily conquered. Yet we have this consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. What we obtain too cheaply, we, we esteem too lightly. It is dearness only that gives everything its value. Heaven knows how to put a proper price upon its goods. And it would be strange indeed if so celestial an article as freedom should not be highly rated. December 23rd, 1776. History.com tells us that when these phrases appeared in the pages of the Pennsylvania Journal for the first time, General George Washington's troops were encamped at McConkie's Ferry on the Delaware River opposite Trenton, New Jersey. In August, they had suffered humiliating defeats and lost New York City to British troops. Between September and December, 11,000 American volunteers gave up the fight and returned to their families. General Washington could foresee a revolution without an army if the rest of his men returned home when their service contracts expired on December 31st. He knew that without an upswing in morale and a significant victory, the American Revolution would come to a swift and humiliating end. Thomas Paine was similarly astute. His common sense, the publication pamphlets he wrote, entitled Common Sense, was the clarion call that began the revolution. As Washington's troops retreated from New York through New Jersey, Paine again rose to the challenge of literary warfare. With American Crisis, he delivered the words that would salvage the revolution. Washington commanded that the freshly printed pamphlet be read aloud to his dispirited men. The rousing prose had its intended effect. Reciting Paine's impassioned words, the beleaguered troops mustered their remaining hopes for victory and crossed the icy Delaware River to defeat hungover Hessians on Christmas night. And on January 2nd, the British Army's best general, Earl Cornwallis, at the Battle of Princeton. With victory in New Jersey, Washington won not only two battles, but also the love and thanks of man and woman. End quote. Some will accuse me of sensationalism and exaggeration by comparing America's war of independence and our cause today. Yet the destiny of our nation and the nations of earth are no less at stake. America's rebellion from God, the abandoning of its basic moral code, and its rejection of truth, not to mention common sense, have indeed placed us on life support. 
That's French diplomat and philosopher Alex de Tocqueville, when writing about America in 1831, is why, uh, as French diplomat and philosopher Alex de Tocqueville, when writing about America in 1831, is widely quoted as saying, I sought for for the key to the greatness and genius of America in her harbors, in her fertile fields, boundless forests, in her rich mines and vast world commerce, and her public school system and institutions of learning. I sought for it in her democratic Congress and in her matchless constitution. Not until I went to the churches of America and heard her pulpits aflame with righteousness did I understand the secret of her genius and power. America is great because America is good. And if America ever ceases to be good, America will cease to be great. Sadly, de Tocqueville was right. We have ceased to be good and thereby have ceased to be great. A nation that traffics aborted baby body parts, castrates its children, mutilates their bodies, all in the name of love, is a depraved nation. And the flaming pulpits, he observed, sadly, most of America's churches are asleep, some totally apostate. Our government is deceived, openly rejecting God, while our education system propagandizes, teaching that the most benevolent and liberty-producing nation in the world is evil, while sending drag queens to dance for kindergartners. Do I believe America's run is over? Those of you who follow me at any level know I do not believe this. Accurately assessing a problem is not the equivalent of a lack of faith. Abraham acknowledged that he and Sarah would need the resurrection power of God in order to conceive Isaac, yet they believed. I, too, believe. Yet the facts tell us we need more than a course correction. We, like Abraham and Sarah, need a resurrection, one which can only come through a true, massive revival of historic proportions, a third great awakening. This will occur if this will occur if the ecclesia does not lose heart and give up. We have moved into a season in which we can win this war for the soul of America like Abraham and Sarah, we can see this needed resurrection. God has said prophetically that he is offering us mercy. This will occur if we persevere in our prayers and obedience. Please stay the course. Let's pray. 
Father, we ask for the cleansing of America's sin through the precious blood of Jesus. Your word tells us that his blood cleanses us from all sin and unrighteousness. The depravity of America's sin and her rejection of you is cause for great shame. And yet, as we weep over our evil ways and loss of spiritual life, we have faith in your grace and mercy. Make America good again. We ask for your salvation to flood into this nation. Bring your conviction of sin, a renewed hunger for you, and an awakening of our corporate conscience. Turn this into repentance, resulting in a release of resurrection life. You delight in mercy, and we will receive this mercy through Christ. We know the last quarter of this year is profoundly important. Motivate the praying church to rise up as never before and contend for America's life. Relight the flames of intercession where they've dwindled. Bring your fire and passion. Give us strategy for this season. Retune the Liberty Bell, restore our destiny, and save a billion people here and around the world. And we ask this in the unfailing name of Jesus. And our decree, we decree that America will be good again, and her greatness will be reborn. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you on Monday.